0: Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay. Drop the subject. Ali Johnson, Jared Hill, it is... Thursday the first day of August it's always a good day when rent is due
1: <laughs> we have a lot I just thought to myself oh my gosh rent is due oh yeah no, I'm good I'm yeah okay.
0: uh, I'm on autopay I'm fine <laughs> exactly I just hope the money's
1: there I paid it early so yeah.
0: <laughs> I uh we have a lot to look forward to on the show today we have of course a debate breakdown from last night whoo what a long boring evening that was uh, it, it happened it happened
1: it, it occurred so
0: it's like that thing that we've talked about with Jay and Michaela during crosstalk we uh, this was last week we we're talking about when people give you fake compliments or, oh. or give you the non-compliment <laughs> oh compliment. my god I was at your show uh, you were so up there
1: <laughs> you were singing your C- hair hey congratulations oh my gosh the lighting was crazy <laughs> Wasn't that crazy? The lighting actually was crazy. It was just crazy. Oh,
0: it was a nice display of blazers and podiums yet again. I think they took the night.
1: They, listen, I would say, uh, I I take your question. I don't know what that meant there. I take but it, it, it I take it. My put I it my take pocket. It and I reject it.
0: Uh, anyway, we have a lot of other stuff to get to as well. We have a gay, gay, cray, cray story with audio. It was a, a news audio story. Really? That big? Yes. And I have. Are you uh, like
1: bleeping out the pronouns? I and have. have yeah, I'm
0: in the process of bleeping out the pronouns nice. and the name mentions so that you can get a great educated guest, Jarrett. And that's and a
1: way to change it up on us, Allison.
0: Absolutely. Hey, okay. you know what? I like to keep you on your toes. <laughs> And would you ever swim in a stranger's swimming pool? That's another issue that we will tackle today. All the important ones, which I can't believe that was not tackled last night at the debate. I was going
1: to say a lot to tackle in that one question, but okay. <laughs> okay.
0: And you have, uh, we were arguing, not arguing, but we were having a discussion last night via text over a little drop the subject grouped text chain about what happens when people, uh, what do you call it when people always mention the fact that they're going to the gym in regular conversation? Oh, so annoying. You have
1: started doing that, Jim. Okay, I've gone to the gym one day, and you guys were like, "What? Oh, are okay, you that I'm sorry. guy?" Let me
0: take that back. You mentioned that you are going to the gym, not that you went to the gym.
1: How dare you? I feel attacked. <laughs>
0: So you did go to the gym yesterday.
1: So, OK, I have to go back and find it because I, I mentioned, oh, you asked me what w- was I doing or something like that. And I was like, oh, I'm coming back from the gym. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely not going to become that person. <laughs> um, actually, what my text was, you um, so you <laughs> I said, I just came from the gym. Be proud. Uh-huh. Like, be proud of me right now.
0: Please validate me.
1: And then, you know, you guys were like, as long as you don't start dropping an email replies, you're good. <laughs> like, yeah. basically about like, oh, I'm, I'm on my way to the gym. And I was like, wow, that went off the rails quick, because you guys kind of went back and forth.
0: Well, yeah, because we were discussing what the actual term would be, because if you're, say, you know a celebrity, you're name dropping if that happens. So if you're gym dropping, what is that exact, what is the right word for that? I and I, I, I said guess rat gym, droppings, because gym rats, you know, and name uh, dropping, I was kind of mixing yeah. those together. So then, then you then said, anyway, I just got back from the gym, and I was like, plop, plop, there we go. Exactly. Drop.
1: Yeah. So then, this morning, I was in the green room, and the green room, the Kennel Q green room has been in need of a little special attention. Well, not that kind of special attention, but some attention.
0: That, that I will say that as green rooms go, it's it's looking really good compared to the other ones that I've known in my
1: life. Thank you. <laughs> so, Th- I take and it's all the thanks credit. thanks to you, because no, it's, it's you spent not. a
0: lot of time this morning. <laughs> so... I, reorganizing.
1: I, I was there and I, I asked Brian, I was like, okay, how do we go about getting X fixed? How do we change that? How and he was like, yeah, you can talk to this person. And I was like, I'm on my way. So I went over to facilities. I was like, we need to fix this table. He helped me fix the table. We had a chair that needed to be bu- put together. He helped me put it together. We fixed the rug. We moved things around. And I was just like, oh. But then I have a tank top underneath my T-shirt. So I like took it off and I thought to myself, because I was really hot. I thought to myself, if Allie or Justin walk in and ne- while I'm out of my T-shirt, they're going to be like, oh, gosh, he goes to the gym one day. <laughs> I know.
0: And then you and walk in and he's in like, hey, top. guys, what's up? Exactly. Just uh, still sweating, you know, from yesterday. You know, went to
1: the gym and I was like, no, no, no. I'm burning up because I was literally moving sofas and chairs around and I happen to have a tank You're top like, underneath my shirt.
0: No, this is gayer than you thought. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. This is
1: even more gay. So then you walked in and I was like, damn it. <laughs> I thought I would be dressed. I would have my shirt back on before you came, and I was like, "Oh gosh, I now am. I'm that guy." My
0: my first thought was, "Well, you know, you lasted a few months before you really gave up on your <laughs> outfit choices and being in radio." And Sometimes just, people don't last that long. Right, it's a week two, in a tent they're, tent they're in pajamas. Up.
1: Exactly. So, but yeah, I, I I started going to the gym and like I, I wanted to get a trainer, but my whole thing was like, I don't want to get a trainer that I think is hot. Like I don't want a hot trainer You and need a butter face Yeah And like They were like I, I needed some help stretching And so like There was a, There's a person there That kind of helps with that And he comes over And I'm like Wait there's a designated Stretching person? There's a person to help Like they have like a whole It's a whole thing So Oh my lord He comes over And I'm like ah, oh, Damn it
2: <laughs> Drop the subject We'll be right back The new Channel Q Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
0: Okay, let's get into this. Drop the subject with Ali and Jarrett. And we are fresh off of night two of the debates, which was, I'm just going to venture to say right off the bat, I thought night one was way more exciting than last night was, even though I know more of the heavy hitters were last night.
1: I would say overall, um, oh, Emmy's like waiting to push the drop the president button. (gasps) Hit it. (laughs) The president. <laughs> uh, I would say I agree that but overall, I felt like they were both a snooze. Um, they weren't nearly as uh, exciting. And Exciting is the wrong word, but um, I hate to even make it even worse and say entertaining. But like there was just not very much like to talk about coming out of it. Um, The the ones uh, before were just a little bit more interesting, I think. This time around, um, CNN kind of structures their their nights a little bit differently with introducing all of the candidates one by one. They then do the national anthem, and then they do the presenting of the... is we, there something?
0: Yes, we have the National Anthem <laughs> right here. Oh say I mean, this was unbelievably long. I mean, the changing... What was that changing of the guards? They always do that? There was
1: a presenting of the colors, which was just like, why are we doing this? Like, so I just bright. don't get it. I, I, I tweeted about it last night, and I was like... First of all, the performer last night was uh, Dee Dee Bridgewater, who's a Detroit native, and, like, it was just weird. Like... I. It, It just ended up taking so much time between naming each person, then doing the National Anthem, then doing the presentation of the colors. Then we take a break. Then they come back and everyone does a personal statement. And then we get to the questions. And it was just like, oh, my God, can we get to it? And I just wanted to know, like, is there a list somewhere of all of the events that require the National Anthem before we can get the show on the road? Because
0: this is not one of them. I really don't think that the National Anthem makes any damn difference. And then what happens if people actually kneel? You can't see them behind the podium. There you
1: go. Well played, well played. It just, it was, yeah, it was just so much longer. And I think uh, these debates ended up being about two hours and forty-five minutes long, as opposed to the ones that on MSNBC were two hours, um, because like there's just so much other stuff. And then at the end, everyone does like a personal statement, and they look to camera, and they give you their website, which Joe Biden gave. I don't know what that was because it wasn't even a URL. It was like his name and an area code, a zip code, there or something. There were many
0: moments where he really se- he had some senior moments oh last my God. night. I mean, like, there was not being able to know his own campaign uh, website where he was like, go to Joe Biden 3.0. uh oh three oh, sh- oh. We're in 2019. Joe I was Biden. like,
1: "That's someone's zip code." Like, <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: And then he was. I mean, he even reached across to touch Cory Booker on the shoulder at one point. Yeah. He was like, "I'm
1: sorry, you." Uh,
0: like, he just had he, these like, moments endorsed, where he endorsed. Like, oh, he Ford?
1: endorsed Cory Booker for As the president. Presidents. He said, "Oh well, you know, when you're president," and I was like, "Who the hell says that?" <laughs> all all <laughs> night, Joe Biden. No, go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say, this is like, did, did he know where he was?
1: Yeah. Come on, Joe. Come on. Like he when he started out like right when they introduced them, he comes out and then Kamala Harris comes out next. And he said, you can hear their mics are are, they're low, but they're hot. And like he says to her, you know, take it easy on me, kid. And like they smile and, and shake hands or hug or whatever. But people on Twitter were pissed about him calling her kid. I didn't care. Kamala didn't care. Like, calm down.
0: I think that people are always looking at reasons to get fired up about anything, especially when it comes to that. But he's just... And that's an old guy thing to say. He's just an old dude. So, Do you you call everyone sweetie and kid kid, and...
1: Well, so I didn't care about it, but I do get the reason that people talked about it. This is a part of, like, that ongoing conversation about, like, oh, this is just the era he's from. Yeah, well, the era he's from, like says like malarkey and all that kind of stuff which i know we're going to talk about but like the era he's from like lets him like touch foreheads with people and you know like yeah. and and get in people's that's personal space it, back
0: in my day right and so like and i had books that were sealed together with a leather strap and exactly I walked, we yeah. walked
1: up uphill two miles in the snow to school right. every day and both directions foreheads with
0: our teachers
1: which that's weird like for some people you know like I get it if you know the person right. or whatever. So Joe Biden, but the other thing was like on a substantive standpoint, Joe Biden was getting attacked from every different direction, but so was Kamala Harris. And I thought that it was interesting to kind of see them really have to take it. This was the first time Kamala Harris has really been a front-running candidate in this kind of position because she did so well last time. He
0: got Yeah, I mean, they both got it hard. They yeah. got hit hard from a lot of different angles, which at one point I was kind of like, you guys, I think we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot here. Like I understand that What? You said shooting. I said shooting myself in the foot. I didn't say Did you hit it? I'm (laughs) crapping I'm crapping in my shoe.
1: I thought you said that too. No,
0: no, no. We're shooting ourselves in the foot because I'm thinking, okay, we're attacking Obamacare, we're attacking Obama's administration and because that's a way to attack Joe Biden and then, you know, take take him off his pedestal and not make him a front runner. But then I'm like, this is then if he does win the primary what are we gonna then all of these things have been pointed out and I mean I think that the Republicans probably watched last night going like woohoo this is a real win yeah. for us because it was a bunch of Democrats shooting off and fighting with each other and squabbling and not agreeing on anything and then later on it could pose as a problem
1: yeah I mean I, I think you're right because it, def- it definitely pokes holes in everything right? right but it's kind of also like how the primary process goes because you'll remember in 2015 and 2016 everybody had something bad to say about Donald Trump, right? Everyone was calling him a con man and saying that he, you know, had been bankrupt a hundred times and now everyone basically, you know, treats him, very I was going to say something I cannot say on the radio. Um, but like Don't they, shoot yourself. Exactly, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot. We'll be right back <laughs> with more debate coverage right here on Drop the Subject.
2: Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject.
0: The new Channel Q. Okay, yes, drop the subject with Jarrett and Allie. We've been covering night two of the CNN debates where there were a total... Well, last night was 10. The night before that was another 10. Apparently only seven candidates qualify already for the next debate so as you said yesterday, we will see a lot of people dropping out.
1: I hope so. I believe so, but I also hope so.
0: I I really hope so, just for all of our sakes.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but it was an it was an interesting night. Clorox got a mention. It was also a great night for math. Math got dropped and mentioned a lot.
1: <laughs> the math lobby was really happy there about were that. Several people yeah, yeah.
0: that I mean, you know, I had to say, you know, hey, I don't need math. Why do I need to learn math? And then you know, hey, the math had a great night. But there were some moments that I thought really stuck out to me in the sense that people were a little bit playing into their stereotypes. Kirsten Gillibrand started with this gem.
3: The first thing that I'm going to do when I'm president is I'm going to Clorox the Oval Office.
0: All right. I understand that as women, we get stereotyped into being house cleaners. She really played into that one. First thing I'm going to do is is clean or, the White House.
1: Yeah, I thought to myself, like, what a good moment for Clorox. It's, it's, a, it's a it's a moment. It's a moment where, like, you know how people say, like, oh, I need a Kleenex to blow my nose, as opposed to I need a tissue to blow my nose. Right. It's like where we've made a brand into a verb, and and I just thought, like, yeah, I'd probably want to clean up that place too. Yeah. And bring exactly. Mary Ann Williamson through to sage it. I know, you know? the
0: person who runs. <laughs>
1: Totally. Yeah,
0: the person who runs the Clorox Twitter account was probably like, "Oh, yeah."
1: I'm I'm so glad you said that because I literally just pulled it up right now, thinking like, "Oh, they had to have tweeted something." They didn't.
0: Oh lord, I can't. They haven't tweeted
1: in two days. And before that, it was July 25th. Cool. So like they did not capitalize on that moment, no, you, but they certainly should have dropped the ball. I mean, yeah. you could
0: have done a whole campaign kills 99.9% of racist presidents, you
1: know, something it
0: could have really, they could have taken and ran with it. She also made another statement that kind of stuck out to me. And I want to know what you think about it. She really played into the fact that she is a white woman with privilege. So let's listen to that. I can talk to those white women in the suburbs that voted for Trump and explain to them what white privilege actually is. So, this for me was like, I am a white, uh, I am a privileged white woman and they understand me. So, I will go up there and I will say, hey, I'm one of them. And then I will communicate and say, this is what privilege is. So, uh, I
1: thought, first of all, I was like, Whenever I hear a white woman talk about their privilege, I'm always like, "Go for it, girl!" Right, Um, girlfriend, you are so on.
0: You are so on.
1: But I also thought to myself, like the the Trump voter who the the white woman who voted for Donald Trump. Um, is not likely to want to have a conversation about white privilege, right? Like they're not necessarily. I would. I would. Uh, I would think, and without making it a, a complete generalization, that they're on on the whole are not like looking to have a conversation about white privilege because a lot of them probably don't think it's a real thing,
0: right? Um, the mind isn't even open to that yeah, concept yet.
1: There's a whole. Uh, there's a whole. You know, polling on uh, how white people are concerned that reverse racism is a bigger problem than real racism, as if reverse racism was a thing, right? Um, so like I heard like her we saying being,
0: that we were being. Called out and victimized now. Right.
1: But right. you'll remember we were talking about what racism is and like yes. how that can't work. Um, so I was I was it was nice to hear her saying that, but I don't know. Like, I think it's still disconverting. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then Andrew Yang really played into the Asian stereotypes. The
1: opposite of Donald Trump is an Asian man who likes math. There you go. Which I mean, yes.
0: And <laughs> I don't wear a tie, so I'm a cool guy.
1: I'm a cool guy. He uh, he has been using that line quite a bit that he's an Asian man that likes math and like I mean, yes, that is very different than Donald Trump, um, but like I think it kind of landed for him last night because people were talking about it. I kind of enjoy Andrew Yang. I don't know that he's a perfect candidate, but he's. I I think he did a really good job last night of landing his one talking point about giving a thousand dollars a month to every American.
0: See, so, yeah, I think that there were there were points. There's points for every candidate. Where I'm like, can't we just make like a big superpower? To, like we can we can do like kind of a Captain Planet thing. Like, okay, why don't we put with our powers
1: combined? Yeah, like
0: Tulsi Gabbard can head up the military. Andrew yeah. Yang can do climate change. Kirsten Gillibrand can be a house cleaner. <laughs> uh, you know, Marianne Williamson will she kind can of be, be like the
1: Department <laughs> of the Interior. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I, realistically, a, a lot of these people that are running for office, I think Jay Ensley is running to for a, a cabinet position in the in, as you know the energy secretary or something. And some because, people
0: know that going in. They're well, like, I'm not going to win, but yeah. at least I'll have. I'll be in the conversation running
1: completely about climate change, but he also did a really good job talking about other issues. So. Uh, so, yeah. But I, I, I think Kirsten Gillibrand had some moments that could have landed, but really did.
0: Yeah. And then finally, Joe Biden, I think, said the most old guy thing ever. This idea is a bunch of malarkey. So that's my point, is that Kirsten Jesus. Gillibrand making making comments about cl- cleaning the office. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Yang making comments about being an Asian guy who can do math. And then Joe Biden, one of the, he's the oldest person on stage, yeah. saying, hey, go get him, kid. Go easy on me. And go then saying malarkey me. and not knowing how, you know his own website's name.
1: Yeah, I think Joe Biden showed us last night that he is not the all-star gleaming candidate that we thought he was going to be or that people were making him him out to be. Uh, Joe Biden was the great white hope for America that he could beat Donald Trump. And I'm not saying that he can't, but I'm saying that there are definitely cracks in that facade now um, because we've had two different debates where he's had a hard time even like pulling together a complete thought. There are various times throughout the night where he couldn't like really figure out the words that he wanted to use. I was
0: more confused by
1: him. Exactly. And then he also did a lot of like giving up of his time where he like when they would say like, Mr. Biden, your time is up. And he'd be like, Oh, thank God I don't have to keep talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? It
0: wasn't like Kamala Harris who just keeps railroading and going and going yeah. and going. And she's well, like, everyone, I'm gonna finish my damn sentence. Everyone
1: else is like really good about like I'm gonna finish my thought before I stop talking. Whereas Joe Biden would be just be like, Oh, you want me to stop? Oh, great, because oh. I didn't want to have to talk anymore. <laughs>
2: thank God I'm getting exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back with the new channel Q. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel
0: Q. Okay, we have News It or Lose It headline selection coming up, uh, followed by News It or Lose It da- diving into the stories. We will also be covering some dumbass things that Mario Lopez said recently, and we will be talking to Hackamfar?
1: David Hackamfar. Da-
0: David Hackamfar about that?
1: We're, we're, we're going to talk to David Hackamfar about a new law that just passed oh, in California right. um, that de- is seemingly decriminalizing sex work, and um, sort of but not really so we'll have him explain that we'll talk to Char Jocel um, I believe about the Mario oh, Lopez Mar- story yes. yeah. okay.
0: I'm getting my phone interviews mixed up all good okay but before we get into the news that was at headline selection let's wrap up what we were discussing about last night <clears throat> oh god I a banana stuck in my throat Excuse me.
1: <laughs> That's what he said. That's
0: channel Q. Channel Q. Uh, so, uh, what, somebody that people were talking about had a great night, other than Tulsi Gabbard, who a lot of people believe uh, had a great night and was the most Googled again. The second for the... I mean, it's happened the first time, too. She was the most Googled candidate after the first debate, mm-hmm. to the point where she, I think, is even suing Google because she feels that they were shutting down and and not... Uh, highlighting the fact that that was true, that she was getting Googled so much, which Lord. I was like, OK, that's a little Just, bit.
1: You're not going to be president of the United States. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: The other person that people said at a great night was Cory Booker. He had a lot of gotcha moments with Joe Biden.
1: He did. He had some good moments, but still never. I don't know. Like people were talking about him at the end of it. And I i don't feel like there was a winner last night. And I, no, I, I don't feel like either. the person who, who walked away with the most of all of it it was Elizabeth Warren and a close second to Marianne Williamson just being yep. real. But like I just I just I don't know I Cory Booker he had he definitely had good moments last night but I definitely wouldn't say that he was the winner last night.
0: Well this was one of his best moments when he was in a conversation with Joe Biden
1: about um, about their about their records so, yes yeah.
0: about comparing records I don't know what math you do where are you with California but I tell you that's a lot of money
1: This is one of those instances where the house was set on fire and you claimed responsibility for those laws We have a system right now that's broken and if you want to compare records and frankly I'm shocked that you do uh, I am happy to do that Why did you announce in the first day a 0 So let's hold there for a second because uh, it was it was a really good moment and you could hear the crowd uh, really responding to it and I I mean let's be fair let's be fair here Joe Biden has a very long record in in government right and so So there's a
0: lot of to pick from absolutely absolutely. which it seemed like a lot of candidates like all their people were like all right guys dig exactly dig 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 find something okay from 50 years ago that you said about women working or from this so
1: so because he's been in politics for so long there's going to be plenty to pick apart and so when Cory Booker said that I thought it was actually a really clever way to kind of pull that like do you really want to get into records girl mm-hmm. you don't want to do this with me sis and uh, it was a good moment but then there was also another moment which uh, which he they were kind of going back and forth and again Joe Biden was taking it from all sides and so it was kind of interesting to kind of see how they were kind of, kind of like jabbing at him and how he was really not having a good doing a good job of being able to respond to it. Then Corey had this moment where he invoked Kool-Aid. That's that's uh, why did you announce in the first day a zero tolerance policy of stop and frisk and hire Rudy
4: Giuliani's guy in 2007 when I was trying to get rid of the crack cocaine?
1: Um, Mr. Vice President, there's a saying in my community: you're dipping into the Kool-Aid and you don't even know the flavor. Mm -hmm. So what was interesting about that is like one, it was funny. I was like, oh, that's cute, but like it's Cory Booker. So then it was like, it's kind of corny. Like it's like a dad joke that didn't really land. Oh, I thought it landed. I mean it was cute it was funny and i i, thought, I love a good kool-aid reference yeah kool-aid I, man would, would be a great vp also he, i i would push back on
0: that okay uh, but, but ginger <laughs> Justin made a great point off the air that kool-aid man would be great at tearing down the wall
1: well there's that i Just think over
0: and over again oh yeah if
1: there's anything oh that, yeah <laughs> if there's oh, anything yeah. that he does well it's definitely breaking down a wall right <laughs> he's a person uh, of color yeah i don't know <laughs> okay maybe um but yeah so uh, we got to get into news or lose it though let's hit it okay We are not going to get into News It or Lose (laughs) It, as the producers are saying No.
0: Fun. Okay, well, we're going to take a moment to compose ourselves, and then we will get into the headline selection, and then we will delve into the stories that get selected for News It or Lose It. So stick around. You're listening to Drop the Subject.
2: Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. And
0: this has been the Channel Q Music Hour. Thank you for listening. This is back to drop the subject. I'm Allie Johnson and I'm joined by Jared Hill. How are you, Jared?
1: Yeah, I am. <laughs> oh my god, that actually really worked. I didn't even think about how good that was. Okay. I mean we- I'm a comedic genius, so that's why I did that.
0: Boom. Um, It's time It's time for News It or Lose It Headline selection We're already on limited time Yes I feel like this is the debate Drop
1: the subject
2: presents (laughs) News It or Lose It
0: Okay, I don't even know if we have time to news these stories Let's get into it I'm ready Let's do it Okay Headline number one Why kids invent imaginary friends Oh,
1: sure News It
0: Okay headline number two there's a new scam in town using the dna testing craze to steal people's identities
1: oh that's really depressing i (laughs) I definitely sent my information in any stories related to that i hate to lose it okay
0: headline number three here's why the duchess just unfollowed everyone on instagram oh no what a tragedy (laughs) it's awful uh, Whatever's a girl to do Lose it Lose, please Headline number four Forget leaving California I'm leaving Earth Nearby super Earth may be habitable Says NASA Oh, girl, call me back
1: um, Actually, I know that you would really like the story so <laughs> Oh, thanks it. I'm a giver
0: I would also love this next story But I'm going to leave the decision up to you, Jarrett A case for cats being better Woman wakes up from coma <laughs> Oh, with arms and legs amputated due to dog saliva. Uh,
1: oh what? my lord! That really took a turn. That got dark. It got really dark. You know I'm allergic to cats, um, <laughs> so I'm I'm inherently not into this story. Are
0: you into dogs? Because beware. Not particularly. No. Okay. Well, I'm you want to lose that story um,
1: then. News it.
0: Okay. So we're going to news why kids have imaginary friends. The new scam in town is using DNA testing to steal your identity. Why did
1: I do that to myself?
0: Leaving California? No, let's leave Earth. And then a case for cats being better. A woman waking up with a horrible, horrible medical condition due to dog saliva ruining her life. We'll get to all that and more. Stick around. Drop the subject. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q drop the subject
2: the new channel q
0: okay yes drop the subject with ali and jared let's get right into it because it seems that we are very short on time news it or lose it is here
1: drop the subject presents news it or lose it
0: these are the stories jared has decided to news so let's get into it right away jared did you ever have an imaginary friend I
1: think I did, but I can't. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, like you can't remember? Yeah, I, okay. I'm pretty sure I did like when I was like first grade, maybe. I did not have any
0: real friends or imaginary friends. Oh, no. a- apparently, I could make neither. The trauma. <laughs> but
1: you they're... couldn't make an imaginary <laughs> no. friend. You just no, they wouldn't crea- be friends with me. You couldn't. You weren't creative enough no. to like come up with a guy that I... would be friend. <laughs>
0: I was like, do you want to be friend with me, weird like, weird like cyclops monster that I made up in my no, mind? No, I, I have to go be friends <laughs> with someone else. <laughs> so there's a whole article that's really interesting about why kids invent imaginary friends and whether it's normal or not. You know, I think it's a point where if somebody is creating an imaginary friend and they're like probably five or six years old, but how old is too old to have an ama- imaginary yeah. friend? You know, are you like twenty six and you're like, anyway, Fred, stop following me around, which is a great movie, by the way, drop dead Fred. Oh
1: my Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm texting my mom right now to ask her.
0: Oh, I, if you had an imagine. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think I did, but it says for the most part, there is no widespread consensus on what triggers it, but there is widespread consensus on it being a normative part of development. Not all kids have imaginary friends, but it is very common and neither problem... Uh, but it is very common and not neither problematic nor a sign of extra intelligence. So if your kid has an imaginary friend, you're not like, oh, yes, she's very advanced. She's very imaginative. I wonder if there's some
1: kind of indicator of like creativity. You know what I mean? Like it
0: must. It
1: seems like it would like being able to like invent a person that like you talk to that has a personality and you know that I wonder if there's some like creative artist like. Uh, I mean, they've in- got to at least there. be a
0: good improviser.
1: Well, yeah, and like you got to be able to like create a world in your mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, it seems I, like that'd be a thing.
0: And it could either make you a genius or it can make you totally nuts,
1: uh, which sometimes we think are the same thing. Yeah, it yeah. says
0: imaginary uh, friends are a common and normal manifestation for many kids across the, uh, many stages of development. By age seven, 65% of children have uh, invented an imaginary friend, according to a study from 2004. So, interesting stuff. Uh, having imaginary friends is normal from the ages of three to 11.
1: Interesting. So, I
0: guess once you reach age 12, 13, and up.
1: Then it is weird.
0: And you're like, no, my David, Maddie is sitting there. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't sit there. Then it becomes a little, okay, yeah, at 12, you kind of should know. That it's an imaginary yeah. friend and you have to It's gotta so interesting a, to me in the, the way
1: the like the milestone ages that they have because I when I was a camp counselor we had to do like a, a, a early childhood development training and they said that kids don't ex- understand sarcasm until they're like teenagers and i was like well how the hell am i even supposed to talk to this kid you know what <laughs> right. i mean like what am i supposed to do so
0: okay there's a new scam in town using the dna testing craze to steal your identity and i'm sad to say in a lot of these cases the seniors are the ones that are targeted because if you walk up to a if you're calling cold calling or cold knocking on the door if anyone knocks on my door I get immediately freaked out, and if it's not Absolutely. somebody that I know or an Amazon worker, I'm not going to answer it. Old people, on the other hand, they still have the oh, maybe it's Marianne trying to st- get a cup of sugar. Like they're they're like, okay, yeah. well, let's answer it and see who it is. So I, that-
1: <laughs> whenever someone knocks at my door, I'm like. Who the hell? Yeah. Like I'm like annoyed. It's and jarring. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's a delivery guy. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: you're yeah, whatever. Yeah, I got fl- we got flowers delivered for like I don't know Valentine's Day or something from my wife's dad, and we were like, who the what? And there right. was like somebody outside, and we were like, I don't know this person. It's super crazy. It is anyway. So there is a, a the the scammers are capitalizing on the growing popularity of genetic testing, and they are persuading seniors. They're knocking on the door and saying, Hey, can I uh, get you to? You can participate in these two types of genetic screenings. They're all covered by Medicare Part B, and uh, you can. Sw- we're just going to swab your cheek and you know we're going to detect the risk for certain kind of cancers or medication side effects Uh, all you need to do is give us your social security number so that we can match it up with your medicare and we're good to go so then the old person's like all right swab my cheek you know i want to make sure that i don't have these medication side effects oh this is part of medicare that's so great and then they can be out six to nine thousand dollars or sometimes as much as 25 grand Oh my god. After they get your information.
1: There's a special place in hell for the people that like scam old people because they're easy to like they're 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 vulnerable, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't know what's happening in my voice. Um, I think I was getting emotional about the old people. <laughs> I just you want me I've, to
0: swab your cheek? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Let me
1: give you my social. Um, yeah, I just feel like people that scam old people, like, you've got to go to a, I mean, I don't believe in hell, but like, uh, there's a special place for you. A
0: very, very deep, dark place. And I think that it's really ballsy to do it in person.
1: Yeah. You're not even doing it
0: online or over absolutely. the phone anymore. It's like, hi, person that I'm scamming, and your cute old face, I'm going to look you in the eye and swab your cheek and then screw you over. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah.
1: My dad texts me back saying I did not have an imaginary friend, but I'm checking with my mom because I think she would know better.
2: (laughs) It'd make you feel better, wouldn't it? Exactly. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
0: Okay, Allie and Jarrett here with you on this fine Thursday. And we still have a couple more stories to get to for News It or Lose It. uh, Why people are now forgetting Mars and thinking of this new super Earth planet to possibly move to to ruin a new planet. That is uh, <laughs> doing just fine. The problem is, can we get to it? And then, of course, there's one more story that puts a point in my column when it comes to being a fan of cats over dogs. But we have to talk about California and how there's n- there, we're doing a little bit more than just going after Trump's taxes right now. There's other legislation being
1: passed. Yeah, this headline comes from HRC.org. It says, California enacts law protecting the health and safety of people engaging in consensual sex work. So... I thought we've got to call in our, our favorite legal expert, David hackam far from Pride Legal, to explain what exactly this means. So, David, how's it going? Good morning, guys. How are you? Very well. Thank you so Great. much. Can you uh, give us kind of an overview of what this law is about in California?
5: So, Senate Bill 233 was introduced earlier this year, and it passed yesterday. And what this is basically going to do is protect sex workers uh, when they report crimes when they report a violent crime uh, they should not face prosecution if for example they report that crime um, and also furthermore it's no longer going to be a police officers are not going to be given probable cause to arrest someone for engaging in sexual solicitation if they're carrying a, a condom that was just a ridiculous thing to be in the first place but now that's Taken off.
0: Okay, so the part that I'm a little confused about is the is the second part with with condoms. Okay. I I just so if they if they see somebody who is so having a condom and being in possession of a condom does not mean you're a sex worker. What what exactly
5: what? That, um, <laughs> so here's typically what would happen: a police officer would, let's say, approach someone who they believe is a sex worker. Sorry, uh, that person. Uh, may talk or may not talk. And then um, uh, a, a police officer is allowed to, uh, if they have a, a reasonable suspicion that a crime has been committed, they're allowed to pat down that person for hard objects. Mm. Obviously, a condom would not be a hard object. But sometimes what would happen is that when they would take out their pockets, they'd find a condom or several condoms I and see. they'd say, hey, this gives me probable cause to believe this person was soliciting people for sex. So that w- now you can no longer use that evidence of a condom as evidence of to 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 support that charge.
0: I see.
1: Okay. Interesting. Okay, cuz I when I first that read makes this more sense. Yeah, yeah. when I first was reading this I was like is this decriminalizing sex work? And I was like no, this doesn't feel like this at all. It's more about how it's being reported and how people are being arrested for for these kinds of things, is that right? Well, yeah. And
5: you know, a lot of times sex workers, you know, it's it's a dark world. It's it's not a it's not a it's not a great world to be in and they witness violent crimes, and they're scared to come forward because they think they're going to be arrested. So they wanted to give an incentive. The the state decided to give an incentive for these sex workers to come forward and feel safe in reporting crimes.
1: This is also similar to what we see with immigrants, because immigrants um, oftentimes won't report sex crimes against them because of fear of deportation. Exactly. Or any crimes um, because of a fear of deportation. Um, How will this help the LGBTQ community specifically? This
5: will greatly help, especially the trans community. The trans community has, has, has suffered a lot uh, under this. Uh, let me get you the statistics on that. About 80% of street-based sex workers report experiencing violence, and nearly 9 in 10 transgender people engaging, ex- engaging in sex work are suspected of engaging in sex work, report being harassed, attacked, sexually assaulted, mistreated, in some other way by police, according to a 2015 U.S. trans survey.
0: So, okay, about four, go, mm-hmm. go ahead, I'm sorry.
5: I was going to say about 41% of them were physically attacked in the previous year, and over one-third were sexually assaulted in that same time.
0: So, yeah, I mean, when when we see... How many sex workers have experienced this violence? I mean, I'm surprised it's 80. I would think <laughs> the 20 percent of people who are like, no, everything's been fine. I mean, this is so prevalent in in sex work. Do you? I mean, obviously, we're going to see a huge influx of people reporting these things in the future. And I just wonder what it's going to uncover.
5: Well, you know, California is a very progressive state, as we know. Um, And this is part of that. You know, I I don't think, you know, marijuana wasn't going to go away. Sex work isn't going to go away. So we should probably create a better environment, a more safer environment for our citizens to partake.
1: Uh, Do you think this is something that we're going to see as a trend happening in other states? Because I know this is only in California and, and, you know, we're on across the country.
5: Yeah, New York has kind of begun the path to decriminalize sex work. There's a difference between decriminalization and legalization. I think California right now is on the path towards decriminalization, but we'll see how it goes. Scott Weiner has been a very interesting and controversial uh, state senator. He's the one that introduced this bill as well. Uh, We'll see what he cooks up next.
0: Yeah, gotcha. maybe it will go towards
1: legalization. Who knows what the future holds? Yeah, uh, David Hackam, Far From Pride Legal, we really appreciate you joining us and helping us to kind of exp- Always a pleasure to be with you guys. This. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, okay, this story again is on HRC.org, so um, you can check it out there. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got the rest of those News It or Lose It stories, including why cats might be better than dogs.
2: Yeah! Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q drop the subject the new channel
0: Q okay let's continue on drop the subject with Ali and Jarrett we must get back to our regularly scheduled news that are losing we only got through half the stories I have plenty more to tell you Jarrett to share with anyone who is just checking out the show welcome DTS show on Twitter and Instagram give us a follow give us a like give us a review on the podcast also if you
1: want. where have you been also, like, where
0: the hell? Yeah. yeah let's shame you.
1: <laughs> Why have
0: you just now found us?
1: <laughs> What's the, the matter with you? What you got for okay, me? Okay. I
0: know everybody is talking about how Earth is no longer sustainable. Everyone. Maybe it, yes. Everyone? everyone except the Republicans. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Everyone is talking about, okay, our time's up pretty soon. The climate's getting worse. We're going to have to inhabit another planet. Everyone likes to talk about Mars, but it's no longer about Mars. NASA said it is all about GJ357D.
1: Which sounds beautiful. Rolls right off the tongue. I I, want to remind people that if you're thinking about moving to Mars, it takes eight years to get there. you it's you're going sight unseen and if you get there and it's a dud it's 8 years to get back
0: I don't even think you can get back right now
1: Well that's the ga- the the shuttle is a little faulty
0: Yeah because I think uh, that the, what they're doing now is they're trying to send people over like if they're they're doing some tests on earth to put people in mars-like conditions and see if they can even, even survive then step pl- step b is let's send them all there and see if it works in real action if it doesn't they're all dead
1: <laughs> i mean come on
0: but and mars like I'm, I'm okay with it maybe but mars is ugly okay okay and what about and it is
1: appealing like literally nothing. nothing
0: it's really gross it's like living in arizona
1: Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of a different planet. It takes 300 days to get to Mars. So it takes a year.
0: Okay, still. A long time. This new super Earth planet has been discovered. They think it is an exoplanet, and they're saying that this is really, really good because it. Pretty much can sustain us if we want to go ruin another planet. This is the one. It takes a little bit longer to get there. It's approximately 31 light years from Earth, I'm and sorry? about one light year is the equivalent of six trillion miles. So I think we still have some work to do in figuring out how we can get there. But if you look at this planet, it is just a beaut. I mean, it <laughs> looks—it's clear skies, clouds, ocean. I mean, it looks really, really lovely. Can't I just wait want to, to know ruin
1: all, it. how long it takes for my Amazon Prime to arrive. Like, if I order something, am I still getting it tomorrow? Like What is that going to look like?
0: Prime will be seven years.
1: Regular <laughs> oh. shipping
0: is 20 to, 20 to 30 years. Okay,
1: well that's reasonable, but it's free, right?
0: It is. Yes, it's completely free. Okay. As long as you sign up for Prime. Okay. Story number two. Well, actually, story number four. This is a point in my column when it comes to why people should be cat people and not dog people. Take a listen.
4: I had to remove my legs and my... Okay. <laughs>
3: Her dog's saliva forever changing Marie Trainer's life.
4: It's very hard to find out when they first told me and that they had to remove my legs and my arms. I mean, what do you do? I mean, it's very hard to cope with.
3: Because it happened so fast, right after vacation, says husband Matthew Trainer.
1: So I remember the dogs licking her, you know, coming home. They we were happy to see us.
3: The next night, Marie developed flu-like symptoms.
1: Her temperature was went up, then it went down to about 93 Hold degrees, on. and that's when we rushed her to Wait, the hospital. Stop, please. Is this story going down the path of saying that she had to be amputate she had to have her limbs amputated because the dog licked her? Because
0: her dog was so happy and loved her so much and was so loyal and licked her hands when she
3: got home and now look. Within 2 days, she slipped into a coma, her body shutting down, says stepdaughter Gina Premier. Who's also a nurse practitioner at Altman Hospital? So we were getting new symptoms and worsening symptoms very rapidly. Altman's infectious disease team, led by Dr. Margaret Kobe and the Cleveland Clinic, got a whole team. A whole team
0: trying to figure out what
3: the hell was going on.
1: I'm rarely speechless. I, I, I know
0: that we talk about, oh, you know, there's cat scratch fever and everyone who has cats ends up being a little bit crazy. Okay, yeah, you look at me, you might think I'm a little crazy, but at least I'm not in a damn coma.
3: Both confirmed the surprising diagnosis. Capnocytophaga canamorsus. Okay, I know that the uh, disease sounds a little bit like
0: cat. I'm
1: gonna say it sounds like a spell. <laughs> like, uh...
0: <laughs> and it was cursed by Marianne Williamson. Right.
1: It's fairly common in in the oral floor or the mouth of a dog.
0: Oh God. And
1: it
4: can be transmitted through a bite or sometimes just contact with saliva. Great. Oh, well, there you hell go. To the Another
0: no. point in my column: if you're going to decide on a pet. Start with a gerbil. Goldfish. Go to a cat. Yeah, maybe a goldfish, a goldfish. Unless it licks you, possibly could give you cantar fleshitis or whatever. I don't this want is any
1: animal licking me. Like the only animal I want licking me should be sleeping next to me and six feet tall. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me?
0: Now that's a good night. There yeah, you go.
2: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All
0: right. Let's continue on. Drop the subject, Allie and Jarrett, and we are going to discuss somebody that I really never thought we would bring up on this show. Well, I told you he was my first celebrity
1: crush. Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez as AC Slater.
0: I don't really give two craps about Mario Lopez or what he has to say, but he has I just think he's such a nothing person. Yikes. I just, I don't know. I just think he's one of those guys who's like, hey, Mario Lopez. Hey, Mario Lopez. Hey, Mario, you know, you're just like, there's not like you would open his head and there would be just a robot inside. Yikes.
1: Well, yesterday he got into a lot of trouble on social media after some comments he had after being on a show with a woman named Candace Owens, who, first of all, the fact that he was on her show, if you don't know her, she's a conservative jackass um, and uh, that was the kindest word that I could possibly use here's what he said when he was asked about uh, tra- about transgender children
4: look I'm never one to tell anyone how to parent their kids obviously and you know and I always say if you come from a place of love you, you know you, you really can't go wrong but at the same time my god if you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way or you're, you're, you're you think you're a boy or a girl whatever the case may be I, I, I I just think it's dangerous as a parent to make that determination then, okay, well then you're going to be a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be, and it's it's sort of alarming, and my gosh, I just think about the repercussions later on. Right.
2: What about playdates, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if I had a child, yeah. and I know that in this household they're just confusing people and saying, hey, in this room yeah, you can yeah. pick your gender, I'd be like, mm, maybe yeah, stay at Casa Lopez. Yeah, they don't
1: kick it with those kids so he said that and he got a lot of backlash people saying that he was being transphobic and uh, what should we I wanted to bring in uh, Shar Jossel who was here on the show with us on Tuesday um, because uh, she is like the the trans woman that I feel like I call when I have questions about how these things uh, how how these things are kind of reading and I wanted to bring her in Shar how's it going
4: uh, it's going as best as it can right now. So, <laughs> how so are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you. So tell me, what did you think about this comment and how did it, how did it play to you?
4: Okay. So for starters, I felt that the first error was conflating sexuality with gender identity. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what they did on this platform. And then on top of that, you know, I questioned why Mario was even there to begin with Absolutely, right. someone who does a lot of, you know, celebrity, top culture driven news. Why are you on, essentially a a trumper's platform you know and then i did some digging and found out that he you know has selfies with trump and is a self-identified you know like conservative and things like that um i also thought that they jumped the gun with this simply because they were talking about charlie Theron and and quote unquote this trend in hollywood i guess amongst like angelina jolie and charlie Theron, but no one is putting their 3 year olds on hormone replacement therapy. Right. Like, there's no harm. Like, kids are socialized in all different types of ways. There's no harm in having the discussion, but you have to meet children at their level. So if your child comes to you the way I see it and says, if a little boy comes to you and says, I'm feeling like a little girl, you know, I would then challenge, well, why do you feel that way? It could be something as simple as, that, oh, my hair is growing out longer, and I, and, and I associate long hair with girls. You know, they, a a child wouldn't, wouldn't say it like that, but you know, you gather from that information and you navigate the conversation as the adult, you know, the way that you see fit. Um, I just thought that they were just using examples that are extreme rare cases. And like I said, no one is letting their child, their toddler come to them and say, mommy, I feel like a girl or daddy, I feel like a boy and they're like, well, let's throw out your Tonka trucks and go get Barbies. Right. Go I, get, like, no one's doing that.
0: I think that it's, I mean, what I think we're talking about is allowing your child, no matter what age, to express themselves freely. If I feel like I want to wear a, a tie, then my parents will let me wear a tie. If I say I, I want to play with a truck instead of a doll, that's my expression. That's the way that's making me feel comfortable and the parent is allowing them to express that uh, freely without placing any kind of gender stereotype on it they're not saying oh i'm three years old and i want to be a girl uh oh, okay let's go ahead and like categorize that right right here right now i think they they are trying to categorize it or place a stamp on it where it's not really about that it's just about expression it's not
4: realistic it's not realistic the whole conversation with gaslighting. And it's just, they're they're driving into this whole, you know, Trump I mean, excuse me, not Trump, trans fear. I feel like that's, because this isn't the first time that Candace has discussed this on her platform. So I feel like she's trying to drive a point home because it's so easy to attack trans people, being that we are on the margins of society and a lot of people are still learning about our community. It's so easy to attack us because you won't have a lot of people to stand up and refute refute the claims that you're making. There's a lot of people are still trying to understand transness within you know their own level of understanding okay so all in all I just thought that the conversation was just a a total exaggeration it was a gross exaggeration of something that is not
1: so char uh, char can we i want to i want to see if you can stay with us because i want to find out if we felt like this conversation uh, and the way that he was answering these questions if he was being bigoted or if he was being uneducated so if if you have time can you stick with us yeah i can okay so when we come back we're gonna we're gonna discuss that uh more on this mario lopez story that's been all over the social media uh, right after this
2: drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q Drop The Subject. The new Channel
0: Q. Okay, Drop The Subject with Allie and Jarrett, and we are on the phone with Char Giselle, who is a friend of the show and somebody we go to a lot when it comes to uh, some of these issues that we've been talking about recently, specifically with Mario Lopez and some of the things that he said on the Candace Owens show, and... I'm just curious, Shar, do you think that Mario Lopez was saying these things because he didn't know any better, or do you think they were outwardly transphobic?
4: I think that they were outwardly transphobic. I just refuse to believe that Mario doesn't know any better, only because, like, it, it, it's hard for me to approach this with a fresh lens because I know who Candace Owens is, and Mario has not been shy about him being a conservative. Um, and he also drove other points home. You know, he also openly criticized the Believe Women movement. This is someone who's been, uh, I believe, accused of sexual assault himself. So there were a lot of talking points that he hit. And I don't think that this is coming from being aloof or ignorant to the subject. I believe that he knew what he was stepping into. You know what you know to expect when you get invited to someone like Candace Owens' show. And then, like I said in the, the first uh, half of the segment, why are you there? I'm not saying that you can't go to different people's shows, but you know what to expect. This is this is a conservative analyst, um, and she is pro-Trump. She's criticized Black Lives Matter. She believes slavery is... like She was in bed with Kanye with that whole slavery is a choice thing. And so he just knew what arena he stepped into, and I believe that that was the agenda. He knew what he was doing.
1: I, I wanted to ask you this question because I felt like... Um, I come from my own place of privilege and not having the trans experience. And I kind of heard it and thought like, oh, he seems like he just doesn't know what it's like to be trans or what he doesn't, he's not familiar with the trans experience. Um, But I also, I I had not heard about him being like super conservative. That wasn't something I was aware of with him. Um, So that's why I kind of wanted to get some perspective outside of my own, you know, lived experience to understand how people were receiving it and why it was blowing up because it just, it seemed like he didn't know any better
4: yeah yeah well i like i said i can see how it can be interpreted that way and i can tweet you all in the show an an article linking to his history um but it's been very dog whistle you know it's been very you know him dancing around issues and things like that but he has staunchly he he said direct quote that he's a conservative you know very catholic and there's nothing wrong i want to emphasize there's nothing wrong with being a conservative but when you when it's laced with transphobia homophobia and what have you that just does not work for me and then especially because the conversation just was not in their range like you can't talk about something that you don't know anything about neither one of these people i'm assuming has never picked up a gender studies book never listened to the likes of you know Jenny, jennifer finney boylan or bell hooks like these are two people spewing vitriol and making it dangerous for trans kids everywhere in essence because a lot of people didn't even know who candace owens was Yesterday when I was discussing this on different shows and, and Twitter and things like that, people didn't even know who Candace Owens is. And I think it's important to know the people at play when it comes to this. you got to know Mario's history and you got to know who Candace is to fully grasp the entire picture.
0: Yeah, the only thing that I knew about um, Mario Lopez's history is that he was really passionate about hair gel. So it's good to know about all the other stuff now. Um, do you believe, Char, that there is a certain age where people and humans can, can make these choices about, you know, their gender identity? Do you feel like, oh, you know, when somebody is 18 or when someone is 12, or do you feel like it should just always be open?
4: I feel like it should be open. And I say that because kids are not idiots. Kids feel, kids know. We can all remember back to at least, I'm going to speak for myself. I can remember being back to my earliest childhood memories are like four years old. And there are just things that you innately know about yourself. You may not have the language to to express it, but there are things that you just innately know about yourself. And it's different for everyone. Um, But that's why I think that the conversations should certainly be entertained. I don't think that it's right to shut down your children if they bring something like this to you. Because it's going to happen either way you slice it. Whether you disown them, whether you say no, it's going to happen. And so... um, I don't think it's fair to set a bar on that. Like, oh, when they're 18, when they're 12. Um, Now, as far as medical intervention, then, yes, that's something that really needs to be talked over with the physician and, you know, to each their own with that. But as far as just, like, expressing how they feel, I feel like every parent needs to be open to at least having that conversation because kids are not idiots. And like I said, there are innate things. Kids have the spirit of discernment. Kids know. Kids know I, themselves. I've,
1: also, I've often said, like, I remember first liking a boy when I was six on the playground in first grade. And so, like, but I, I didn't know what it meant to like a boy. I just remember, like, thinking he was pretty and wanting to be his friend. And as an adult, we would call that attraction. So I definitely hear what you're saying about, like, and I also knew that I shouldn't be saying that out loud. Um, and right, I, did, I didn't know right. why, but I knew that that wasn't something okay to say at six years old. So I, I understand what you're saying about that. And I appreciate the perspective you're able to bring to the conversation, Shark. Uh, Jocelyn um, Entertainment Reporter you can find her on Twitter at Char Says So Char's is with an S Char Says So on Twitter Instagram and also on YouTube she has a YouTube series that just came back so thank you Shar. we appreciate it Thanks for having me, guys. When we come back, it's time for a different kind of gay, gay, cray, cray. You've got a cl- an audio clip for me to uh, that you've been bleeping out pronouns, which I'm excited yes, about.
0: Yes, but I will give you a hint. It has something to do with whiskey, uranium, and a rattlesnake.
1: Like, as most relationships do. You we'll know. take a quick break. We'll come back with more Drop the Subject with Jared Alley on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com.
2: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
3: <sighs>
0: Drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett. And we were going to get into Gay Gay Cray Cray, but we are having technical difficulties, which is bothering me. I'm going to be honest. Apparently, according to my goddess moon circle, we are coming out of Mercury retrograde. So I don't understand why I send a damn email and it doesn't go through. These technical difficulties are supposed to be over.
1: Not quite yet.
0: According to the Black Moon,
1: I think um, Goddess Moon Square would say, "I don't know what that means."
0: <laughs> Goddess Moon Oval, exactly. Go- welcome to Goddess Moon. Rhondas. Hello,
1: and well- <laughs> I <was gonna> say- <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Goddess Moon Dodecagon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, there are not enough women to make a dog gig. That sounds like a monster.
1: It does. Something, uh, something that you definitely have to have like some kryptonite for.
0: So, we will get into this topic, which I wanted to talk about anyway, while we work out our technical difficulties behind the scenes. I thought of an idea for an app a couple of weeks ago. Somebody told me, hey, that's a great idea. Why don't you make it? And I thought, there's no way I'm going to get off my ass and actually make this. And then, lo and behold, I see an article that is kind of the same idea. The headline reads, a new Service lets you rent a stranger's swimming pool for an afternoon.
1: Oh, this took a totally different turn. Okay.
0: So, would you ever, if you obviously we're all in heat waves right now, it's only going to get worse, according to every scientist ever. Sure. So, during the summertime, if you don't have your own pool, and if you don't want to pay a hundred dollars to go to a hotel pool, or to pay some money to go to a public pool. You're like, hey, why don't I pay somebody a little bit of money to just swim in their nice backyard pool for a couple hours? Would you do it?
1: No. <laughs> why? <laughs> nope. Uh, no, actually, the only I'm not really like a poolside kind of guy, but I would maybe consider if I was having if I wanted to have like a pool party. But it seems like that would that's not really what they're looking for here. This seems like it's probably like, hey, me and a friend want to come swim. I'm guessing they don't want you to have like 40 people.
0: So. This is a service. It's an Airbnb like service. It lets property owners rent out their empty pools by I would imagine the pool has water in it, but meaning it's empty, there's no people there.
1: But, Can you imagine you show up and there's yeah, no water in the pool? It's just
0: skateboarders.
1: Pissed. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Cool half pipe. <laughs>
0: Hourly rates are higher than what a day pass would be at a local swimming pool, but for, and there's a one hour minimum, I would imagine. What, can I swim for
1: 20 minutes? What's the point of that? I actually got to get a few laps in.
0: Yeah. Um, But
1: you're literally yawning while I tell you this story. No, I'm cold, so it's making me (laughs) sleepy.
0: Depending on what you're looking for, you can find a pool that fits your needs. A quick search for the Los Angeles area will bring up pools ranging from $25 to $150 an hour the more luxurious options include hot tubs salt water pools and some o- homeowners even offer backyard amenities like For their grill and fire pits well bottom would be 25 bucks an hour top would be about 150 bucks an hour i can see what you're saying where okay you're doing a, a kind of a barbecue party there's a bunch of people there but if you're just one person or two people and are you charging by the person or are you charging by
1: yeah that's what i'm wondering like the, the it-
0: rental and it's a free-for-all at
1: that point. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm wondering if this is like a ticketed kind of thing where it's like, yeah, the two of you can come for $25 or, you know, it's, it's your pool for the next hour for $25.
0: I will say that as somebody who's gone through a lot of house sitting, mm-hmm. I've done. A, I had a period where I was house sitting all the time. Swimming in somebody else's backyard private pool is pretty awesome. Yeah, because you feel really fancy for a while, and you're you like, like, I'm you're gonna out. pee in here, and no one cares.
1: Okay, that took a turn. That's I didn't why you're coming. That's, yeah, see, that's, that's a very alley angle. Um, <laughs> I, I, you, you really got to go in at an angle. And if I you guess
0: find a, per, a rich person that you really don't like. Yeah, you can rent out their pool. Open it and leave. Wow,
1: I'm sure there's a, an asterisk somewhere in that agreement about pooping in the pool. I put the ass in asterisk. Probably, probably comes with a, an extra cost. <laughs> like if you vomit in a, if you throw up in a in an Uber, it costs you an extra 150 dollars or something to get it cleaned. Mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing that the pool there's situation insurance. is like, yeah, there's a turd in the pool. That's going to cost you an extra 70. <laughs> I hate that stupid service. <laughs> exactly. Why did I sign up for it? Right.
0: Well, I had mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Because I forget who we were talking to. We were talking to somebody in the building who was mentioning that there is a new... Uh, that that some of the local hotels were offering deals for people being able to go and spend the day at the pool.
1: I think maybe Emmy was telling us. Maybe it was Emmy.
0: And then I was like, you should create an app called Swim Pass where it would be similar to Mm -hmm. Class Pass where you can go to a bunch of different gyms around and try a bunch of different classes, but it would be for pools. It could be private homeowner pools. It could be a public pool. It could be a hotel pool, but you would basically do a subscription-style service where you could go to a bunch of different pools and try them out and figure out what you like.
1: I'm here for that. I think that would be kind of cool. I mean, that would be a, a very different scenario like where, where you kind of want to just go lay out by the pool on the weekends and you just kind of yeah, want to go find a that. different one to go be able to kind of hang out at each different week or something. I could see that being cool for
0: yeah. people. Yeah. And you don't have to stay too long if you're one of those really annoying people at a pool. No one has time to get used to your antics.
1: I'm guessing there's probably still going to be a fee for a turd, though.
2: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. with The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
0: Okay, yes, moving right along. We have a lot more to get to before we get out of here today. We still have News It or Lose It Jarrett edition. We also have Gay Gay Cray Cray coming up. I promise you, we will get to it. We are having some technical difficulties. Apparently, Ginger Justin's email has just completely stopped working. So we are working on that. But in the meantime, we get into the News It or Lose It headline selection.
1: Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. Not bad. (laughs) Not bad. Go us. All right.
0: I do have a musical theater. Nothing. Oh my know. God. Me I don't too. have a degree, but I have a musical theater background. Background. Same. Yeah. Okay. Well, we do work for a gay radio station. I was going to say,
1: like, we're really on brand. I think that's a prerequisite. Giving every homosexual a voice. Okay. News are Headline number one Woman. Wa- <laughs> okay. Justin, don't dump this as he goes to the dump button. Okay. Woman allegedly. Woman wanted for allegedly. <sighs> I can't allegedly. say the word. I can't. I'm. I'm like trying to change the words. Okay, I'll change the word. Justin, Why? Because the word. Just say the real words. It, don't be afraid of him. Woman wanted for allegedly peeing on Walmart potatoes turns herself in.
0: <laughs> he shifted his chair
1: and hovered. This is a headline.
0: <laughs> I don't know if the F C C is like oh, okay. It, I mean, did you there dump are, it? He he didn't didn't. dump
1: it. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. Progressive. Uh, I would like to news that just to hear you go through the details without getting dumped by by Ginger
1: Justin. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. All right. So, um, woman wanted for having a good time at the Walmart. Okay. Little kid finds out what it's like when a lion really wants to eat you. Oh,
0: you know, I saw this and I didn't take the clickbait, but I will now.
1: Boom. Uh, That's two. Woman turns 107 and shares her secret to longevity. I'll give you a hint. It's whiskey. It it has to do with her relationship.
0: What? My husband died 40 years ago. (laughs) I can't tell you.
1: 107 years old. It's probably something lame. I don't know. Ah, That was a hard one for you. It was hard. Why why was it so challenging?
0: Because I feel like there's always a, a, oh, you're 107. What's your secret? And they're like, I eat Ovaltine every day. It's like something (laughs) that's not not not, It's something that's not very exciting. Or they're like, I smoke a pack a day. And oh you're gosh, like, all was right, there's always like
1: something crazy. Yeah. yeah and okay. you're like,
0: how did this woman live or I like, that. I have a steady diet of bacon and cigarettes and you're like, all
1: right. <laughs> She's like, so. Yeah, right. She's like, I don't drink water. It's yeah. like, what? And you're
0: like, how do you? It's I just <laughs> like old lineage <glitty laughs> genetics that cannot be explained. They don't right. help us.
1: Right. I avoid vegetables at all costs. Right. All right. Number 4. This flight attendant pulled a funny fast one on passengers. <laughs> no. Nope. Really?
0: I mean, usually I would like to, but I've already used three stories, and I got to pace myself here.
1: Oh, spoiler alert! She climbed up into the overhead bin and like and like was up there and like popped out.
0: Oh, how funny! Southwest, exactly. All right, is that Southwest? They're the one who's who does jokes. They always do like the
1: comedy stuff, yeah. (laughs) And actually, someone in the story was like, "I didn't know that they actually did that."
0: Below mime.
1: Yeah, I think so. When
0: you're like, I'm a flight attendant jokester.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. All right, finally. Dictionary.com word of the day. Yesterday it was Dumbledore, and I told you it was lowercase d, which was an indicator like this is not about Harry Potter. Today's Dictionary.com word of the day is also a familiar word. It's August, lowercase a. today's name. Today's August 1st. That would be uppercase a. (laughs) See, see. Okay, fine. All right. We've got four stories. You got me. we got four stories coming back for you. Woman wanted for allegedly peeing on Walmart potatoes, <laughs> turns herself in. Little ki- she, I guess she had a uh, crisis of conscience. Uh, a little kid <laughs> finds out what it's like when a lion really wants to eat you. A woman turns 107 years old and shares her secret to longevity. And finally, the Dictionary.com word of the day is August. What does it mean? We'll tell you next.
2: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new
1: Channel cue.
2: Yeah. <laughs> drop the subject the new channel Q alright
0: yes the new channel Q drop the subject thanks for checking us out I am Allie that's Jarrett Ginger Justin is behind the scenes making this little show go round and round and hit the airwaves and if you're just checking us out for the first time hey you're catching up on stuff go to uh, where you can find your podcasts wherever you download podcasts you can just enter drop the subject and you can catch up on every single episode ever it'll be a binge session how exciting and now we we move on to our regularly scheduled News It or Lose It.
1: Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right. Up first, this story comes from HuffingtonPost.com in the crime section. Oh, great. Yes. Uh, The headline says, woman wanted for allegedly peeing on Walmart potatoes, turns herself in this is a wild story we've got the audio here we go Nope, 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 nope. No, we don't. I am actually... <laughs> you haven't. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be Jared is
0: over, over next here. to Ginger Justin this time around. We're trying something new here, so and and bear I, with us.
1: I'm, I'm working it out. But this story is interesting because this woman goes into the Walmart, and they're debating whether or not she's okay. And like the sound bites of this that the reporter pulled are awesome. Are golden? They, are they golden? You said golden. Allie... That you're trying to have him hit the dump button. You're, that's what you're trying to go for. I can That tell. was sick. She needs to get fine.
3: Tyred One <laughs> isn't the only Walmart shopper that feels this
0: way. I think she might
1: have some problems. Oh What's really? It? You think so? What? What about that? What? What gave that away?
0: Uh, you know, I would love to really meet the one person who's like, this is fine by me, guys. I don't understand why everyone's so <laughs> upset. Cleveland police released these surveillance images of a woman they believe urinated on potatoes that were at ground level in the store. Oh, thanks, <laughs> for, thanks for letting us know it was on ground level and it wasn't top shelf well, so potatoes. What's
1: wild about it in the Huffington Post story, it says like, that she, like, squatted over the potatoes and peed on them. I was like, I wasn't thinking about the mechanics of a woman peeing versus a man. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this is very involved. You
0: have to be really dedicated in order to do that if you're a woman. Yeah, you have to work harder, you know? (laughs) The alleged incident happened in the early morning hours Thursday. An employee (laughs) saw it all happen and called police right away. That's, like, really gross. Oh, wow. Hot take, hot take.
3: (laughs) It was... Why do it? She must be ill or something. Walmart released you sound this Ill. statement yeah. saying, quote, The safety of our customers is a top priority for us. This type of obscene conduct is outrageous, and we immediately disposed of the affected product. And-
1: <laughs> what a relief.
3: You don't know if there's spillover.
0: You-
1: <laughs> the idea of anything going there now is disgusting. Yeah. Sanitized but-
3: sanitize the area to ensure its cleanliness and safety for yeah, our customers. Also...
1: This has happened many times, I'm sure. I, it's a Walmart. So what What was interesting so to like, me about this? This is
0: outrageous, but also predictable.
1: In the reporting, it, it's really interesting because someone says, honestly, I think she thought it was a toilet. She pulls her pants down, squats, sits there, does her thing, pulls up her pants and leaves. Huh. and I'm like uh what I this mean is wild.
0: yeah hearing somebody at the beginning saying uh that was sick and then hearing about this girl copping a swat it was like I wasn't sure if I was at a Walmart or at Coachella
1: because people just it's a free-for-all there too I mean or Burning Man or something like that yeah uh yeah no this woman is wild and like she's just like casually walking through the Walmart just like
0: da da da. but then and- I love that afterwards she had a moment where she was like you know what That wasn't right. I should, I should I should really go back. I should turn myself in because I just can't, I you know, just thinking about somebody picking up those potatoes and taking them home and baking them for her family. She probably
1: came back to complain about the bathroom being too public or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. So uh, there's a second story I, I, I told you. Um, little kid finds out what it's like when a lion really wants to eat you. Um, I'm going to tweet out the video of this because you got to see the video. It's wild. This kid is sitting at a zoo and like they have like this glass uh, enclosure where you can go in and kind of be, you know, up close to the environment of where the the lions are.
0: And this is, to start, I just wanted to say I'm really happy that this isn't one of those family goes into the enclosure and the lion bites the the toddler. It's it's like, don't go into the stupid enclosure in the first place. They're encasing glass.
1: Yeah, it certainly looks like it could have gone that way if there wasn't the glass. So the kid is sitting with his back to the glass and like the lion you think about the Lion King, the original Lion King, when uh, Mufasa is teaching Simba how to pounce on on, Zion. Lazu. Yeah. it's exactly like that like he's the she's like crawling and like coming around and the little boy turns around and the lion freezes like
0: yeah freezes immediately like
1: oh yeah like oh busted and then It's like red light green light then she comes up and like jumps but like hits the glass and is like trying to get him and the little boy is just kind of like what is going on and then the like She's like clawing at the glass trying to get the little boy. Then the mother brings over the little girl and sits her down in front of the lion. Attack her. Exactly. <laughs> and they're just so like, fun. they're completely nonchalant. Yeah, because just-
0: everybody is, their motivation now is to get a viral video
1: it's that was crazy to me the like i'm watching it and i'm uncomfortable knowing that there's you know a, a thick piece of glass there but it's still awkward to see like this enormous lion like trying to get these kids and they're just like oh it's so cute
0: god and i must be so frustrating for the lion Absolutely. They're like what the hell is going on here right. i am in the middle of attacking this toddler it's going to be delicious <laughs> and what is like they can't understand what is in the way you know what i mean like those those glass like, windows are really it. confusing yeah. for all animals animals yeah
1: i mean i mean i i can't confirm or deny whether or not i've walked into a, a screen a, but they're confusing a glass for people door. exactly we used to have in uh, one of the houses i grew up in as a kid we had like there was an extension onto the house and it was used to be the backyard so they kept the sliding glass door in the house which was kind of weird but oh, whatever interesting and like at night if you weren't paying attention if you were trying to go from the upstairs <laughs> to the downstairs like You would hit the door.
0: Yeah, and I love hearing the sound and then looking over and seeing the person back up. Exactly. Going, oh, God. (laughs)
2: Alcohol involved? Not even. Not even. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop
0: the subject. The
2: new Channel Q.
0: Okay, time to customize my imperfect produce box. Golden potatoes. (laughs) Add that to cart.
1: There's some shower joke there. I just don't know what it is. there's <laughs> no,
0: <it's> not. <laughs> there's not, according to Ginger Justin. There's nothing funny about potatoes
1: about potatoes. Oh, I see what you did there because potato starts with the letter P. You're right. And the lady, mm-hmm. he's moving over to she the dumb She did that. Okay, button. we just should move on. Ready. The rest
0: of News that are <laughs> losing is happening now.
1: Yes. All right, so this woman turned 107 years old. She just celebrated her birthday. Her name is Louise Signore. Signore. Um, she's from the Bronx, New York. And she said that her secret to longevity is never having gotten married.
0: Ah, okay. Yes,
1: yeah, she, she says that So her, I was
0: close. You because close. you asked me when you were pitching the headlines. Her and husband I said, it's died because, 40 years Yeah, ago. I was like, it's because her husband died like immediately and she... Because my grandmother lived to 94 and I never even met my grandpa. He died before I was born. So she was just kind of like flying solo for yeah. 30 years. And I think that it helped her out because I think she did whatever the hell she wanted, whenever she wanted. And well, she, she was the says
1: for it. her 102-year-old sister... Uh, says she wishes she never got married, which is kind of scandalous.
0: Oh, yeah. The husband, they're, they're uh, that's dead, what I'm or is he right? like alive and being like, hey, <laughs> he can't exactly. hear anyway.
1: I mean, what is he gonna do? Leave her? Like, you know, they're a hundred and two. Um, <laughs> Hand me my walker. But my grandparents were ninety. I think my grandfather was like ninety three, and my grandmother was eighty five. Um, and What's up I mean, there? yeah, they had, they had a good run until they died last year. So, like, they. I mean, living a long time. It's interesting to me because you know. People have like this goal of being in a relationship and getting married and living long time forever, but it's like, will that give you the longevity you think it does? I don't know.
0: I don't know. I mean, my grandma when she reached eighty seven was kind of like, "All right, I'm uh, whenever my time comes, this really? is fine with me." Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, at ninety four, I think she was kind of like. Yeah, I really didn't think I was going to be here this long. And her her sister is, I think, almost 100. She lives in Boston, and I've never met her before, but apparently she's, like, super mobile and does all kinds of stuff.
1: We were just talking about how, like, I, I don't know that I want to be that old, especially, like, in the the world we live in now. Like, Can you imagine 107
0: knows? what the world was like when you were a kid?
1: Well, I'm thinking, like, in 67 years, the earth is going to be decimated. Donald Trump will still be president. <laughs> The <laughs> Just, <laughs> potatoes are going to taste like pee. Like, what am I even looking forward And everyone forward will just to? be used to it. Exactly, right? This won't even be a story at the Walmart.
0: All our friends will be robots. I, yes. Ho- i will I be like, my biggest regret is that
1: I didn't marry my longtime robot. Well, I a friend of mine just sent me a tweet with a robot that like can jump up on boxes and move around and all this different stuff. Oh, yeah, like, they're making them terrifying. This is what they look like in the movies when they take over.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like four-legged hopper robots. And you
1: pair that with all the information we've given Facebook and... And the DNA in a box people and all, like these DNA robo-
2: in a box. Sorry, I had to.
1: <laughs> it's my DNA and it didn't work. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she said that she didn't get married and that is why she felt like she was really successful and, and being able to live a long, happy life.
0: That and whiskey and bacon. I guarantee it. It's with these old people you always ask and it's always a woman. She'll always say whiskey and bacon.
1: Whiskey and bacon. Uh, the other interesting thing that come out of the story is that um, the uh, currently the oldest person in, in uh, the United States is 114 years old. Her name is Alelia, and she also comes from Harlem, New York. So maybe they're doing something in New York that's helping people to live a long time or it's killing the rest of them. <laughs> Because New York is a rough city.
0: Yeah. so I, I would think it's complete opposite. Maybe in yeah. California, everyone's too- Maybe we're too chill.
1: Yeah. Well, that and the smog, because it's coming Or maybe the
0: green back. juice is doing the opposite.
1: <laughs> the green juice. All right. So, the dictionary.com, word of the day. Um, it's spelled August. It's pronounced August, which I don't know if that makes a big difference. Do you want to guess? It's an adjective, if that helps. August? August. It's spelled August.
0: Um and she opened her mouth augustly. Her mouth was august with surprise.
1: You're not good at this. Okay. So,
0: <laughs> will you give me a sentence? I mean, how are you supposed to be, it's, it's a hard. word that I, obviously never, I know. I've
1: never heard it this way before. So, um okay, I'll give it to you in a sentence. It says, "An august performance of a religious drama."
0: Well, that's just a performance in August. <laughs> This is this
1: makes me think of Will and Grace when they were like uh, doily. Can you use it in a sentence? I like doily.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like An very August helpful. performance. Right. Yeah.
1: Degenerous. Can you use it in a sentence? I like Ellen DeGeneres. Right. <laughs> OK. The word means inspiring reverence or admiration of supreme dignity or grandeur. Um, majestic basically meaning like, you know, things that are like really big deal that kind of move you, if you will. August
0: okay but nobody knows that so if I were going to walk around and use that in daily conversation they would think it was an idiot
1: well it's a word that like Rachel Maddow would probably slip into into, like a, a monologue of hers and you'd be like what did she just say? Yeah, because that happens to me all the time. I love looking up like the definitions of words. Surprise, surprise. Um, but like when I'm writing, I love to like check the definition of a word, even if I know it, and think like, uh, is this the best word to use here? Oh yeah, this actually does work. Actually, there'd be a different word. like. I I think it's very interesting, but like I do often think to myself like, if I were to use this word right now, would I look like a jackass? Like, right? Think when I was when being do you dude?
0: become? Yeah, there's a fine line between smart and. Well versed In the English language And just looking like A douchebag,
1: Basically yeah
2: Drop the subject We'll be right back The new channel Q Drop the subject
0: The new channel Q Okay Let's keep things moving On drop the subject With Ali and Jarrett I have teased it long enough We had technical difficulties So I am very proud To finally present Before the end of the show Gay gay cray cray <laughs> Alright, we always share, well I always share, the story of a couple. Maybe things started off well and then went kind of off the rails. And I will give as many details as I possibly can without revealing the names or genders of the people involved in the uh, relationship. And this one has audio to go along with it to help me out. So, here is the story that I present to you having to do with a few weird things that were found in a couple's vehicle.
3: Uranium and a bottle of Kentucky Deluxe. That's just a small part of how the morning started for officers in Guthrie. When a traffic stop was anything but. News Force Cassandra Sweetman on the night beat. a Cassandra, that really only scratches the surface, you found out. That's right, Joe. Jill-
1: First of all, I always love it when someone's on the night beat. <laughs> basically, the night beat. They're, they're on the night beat. That means you're on the 10 or 11 o'clock news. It's uh, just like, I love the night beat. It's yeah.
0: Just- and then they have to cover stories like this that and- are really nothing stories.
3: I mean, with everything they found inside, police are trying to figure out just what these two had planned.
5: There's quite a few unanswered questions.
3: Police had no idea what they would. Were- there are a few unanswered
0: questions. We will be able to answer a couple of them here, but the real question will be gay, gay, or
3: cray-cray. ...would find when they pulled over a Ford for an expired tag at 11 a.m. in Guthrie. In the driver's seat, <laughs> and passenger, <laughs> and someone or something else, too.
1: In the back seat, there was another passenger who happened to be a timber rattlesnake. Uh, I'm sorry? Okay, so passenger beep. I mean, I got passenger it. passenger beep. But there's a rattlesnake in the back seat?
0: Another passenger was a timber rattlesnake. So that's how this story begins, but it's not how it
3: ends. Body cam shows the moment they made the unexpected discovery, police not really knowing what to think of the venomous pet. That sucker is huge. About the, that sucker is huge. That's about the snake,
0: by the I way. Just, I just... That was very <laughs> channel
1: Q. To be clear, yeah. I, the, see, the, it, there being a snake just completely disoriented me. So, I'm sorry. Go on. Well,
3: then you're really going to love the next part.
1: At oh, the same gosh. time,
3: officers a pistol in the console. Police also learned the Ford they were driving was stolen.
1: Handsome, my dangerous. god, That's hold on. A- there's so much happening here. Okay, there's bleep and there's bleep in the front seat. They get pulled over for whatever reason. There's- I
0: think it was expired reg- registration or something, like a small traffic violation.
1: Expired registration on a car that they stole, and there's a rattlesnake in the back seat and a pistol in the glove compartment.
3: And more. All next to the gun was an open bottle of Kentucky Deluxe
0: whiskey. Of course. Okay, so that I mean that's probably the least surprising, right?
1: I mean that is that's way low on the totem pole here.
0: I mean, you also if you've stolen a, a truck and you've put, possibly you've stolen a snake, how
3: are you going to get th- through that without alcohol?
1: I, don't I know. okay.
3: And to top it all off, a search of the vehicle revealed a canister of radioactive powdered uranium. Police had to call in reinforcements to handle it.
4: That the uranium is, right. the, is
1: the wild card in that situation.
3: So far, the uranium
0: the uranium is the wild card in that situation. If the, you didn't catch that, that's the, what the police said. The
1: the the, u- wor- the root word there being urine. Um, I just I'm radioactive uranium, a rattlesnake, and a pistol with a handle of Kentucky whiskey. like oh, It's like a really fun game of clues. isn't I'm it? I'm just like, where are you going? Or it where are you coming from? Charges. Right.
3: Guthrie police still trying to figure out exactly where it came from and what the suspects were planning on doing with it. No charges have come from the snake either. So, the, the snake
0: has not filed any charges. I just want to let everyone know that.
1: But I wonder if, he's, if the snake, he or she, has called their lawyer yet.
0: <laughs> it's very important. I mean, you at least need to investigate these uh, situations. So, what do you think, Jared? Do you think that these are a gay, gay couple? Oh, or gosh. Gray, gray, I completely forgot
1: that. That's what I was supposed to be figuring out here. Um, there's so much.
0: There's so many things in play. You've got the uranium, uh, you've got the whiskey. So, I mean. Uh, I I just want to say as a lesbian I love whiskey I don't know if that's a lesbian thing or not
1: this doesn't Ford
0: truck is also involved so that could be very
1: lesbonic this doesn't oh no the music um okay this does not feel like gay men to me (laughs) Um, what about it
0: doesn't scream gay men the rattlesnake I I can't find a
1: single thing that does scream gay men to me like none of this does gay men um I could see this being too Super butch lesbians. Oh, yeah. But I can't even see that coming from women.
0: I could also see this as maybe two. The only reason I could see this as two guys is if they were planning and preparing for the Area 51 raid.
1: (laughs) A a fair point.
0: And there were two dudes that that were just really good friends, but also slept together on occasion.
1: This gives me cray cray. I think these people are straight. And that is my final answer.
3: Let's see. In the driver's seat, Stephen Jennings and passenger Rachel Rivera. Yes! Ah, <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy.
0: Because this gave me
1: crazy-ass man and, like, woman who went along with it, maybe. Yeah. Like, was like, oh, my man is so stupid.
0: <laughs> she was like, you know, I was with him at first, and everything was normal, and then all of a sudden, he just started <laughs> get, talking about uranium, and I was like, this might be going a little too far. Well, it far. started off
1: with the pistol. And then I was like, well, I, you know, I'm all right with guns. And
0: then I realized that it was a stolen car. This is one of those stories where you hear about women behind bars. Oh, my God. And they're like, yeah, and then we were doing uh, crack all night. But she
1: actually didn't really do anything. Yeah. Yeah. She's
0: like, I'm the victim in all this. And you're like, yeah, but you know the uranium and the rattlesnake and the pistol and the whiskey were all in the car. I this didn't is get also, out of the situation. This is
1: also like that slow slide that you're into with Goddess Moon Circle and the Witch Party <laughs> and the call. But, you know. Don't
0: you talk about Witch Circle. I mean, Mod- Goddess Moon Circle. <laughs>
2: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new
0: Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject, that's correct. Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill, thank you for hanging out with us. We are getting ready to get out of here, but before we do, we like to share what we call a little happy ending. Because the world is filled with some dark things. There are... Sad times. There are stories about people getting licked by their dogs and then going into a coma.
1: She's always
0: so we like to end the show on a happy note with uh things that are making us happy and today we actually have a story to share with you.
1: Yes, it's a very cool story. Uh, this story comes from a website called Because of Them We Can. It's one of my favorite websites. It always like highlights like uh, cool things that you're finding like young black people that are doing something. And these are three little kids. Uh, they are 8, 10 and 13 years old and in the story it says uh, a simple no from their parents to increase their allowance so they could have extra money to buy new toys and video games planted a seed for the brothers to not only get a job but to start a business of their own. In addition, the compassionate trio also deemed it important to contribute some of their proceeds to D- to aid D.C.'s homeless population. As a result, upon starting their company in 2017, they promised to always donate 10% of their proceeds to the area homeless shelters and currently continue to do so as the brand evolves. They created a a brand that's called the, Gil- they're called the Gill Brothers, um, and their home fragrance is called Frere Br- Brancheau, which is a French moniker that simply is their last name, like the Gill Brothers. Um, it says, according to their business website, the brand aims to help savvy eco consumers who want to beautify and enhance their environments with lush and unique fragrances that are non-toxic organic <laughs> affordable what? luxury
0: they started their own fragrance business i to thought it was be a, gonna be like some random lemonade stand no thing, isn't this crazy like, oh, and oh, now you know what? we actually make the best lemonade oopsie what's
1: wild about it is it's now being sold in certain in like some macy's stores in the country
0: you know what? I know that this is a happy ending, but this makes me feel bad because Why? I because I was there
1: because they're amazing.
0: Yeah, because I can't. I when I was twelve, ten, or seven, all I was doing was being like, "Can I have more allowance? So that I can buy more toys. Great! Now I'm going to buy more toys and go on with my day. Well, see, I'm not going to invest said in a no, company.
1: If she'd said no, maybe."
0: Wow, that's insane. So they're going to be, of course, millionaires and billionaires soon?
1: And Bernie Sanders will be railing against them. Um, (laughs) Millionaires and billionaires! Um, Yes, they are 8, 10, and 13. They're Austin, Ryan, and Colin Gill, and they're from the D.C. area, and you can go buy their stuff in um, select Macy's stores. I'm going to tweet out the link to the story so you can uh, see these kids. They're really awesome. I I told you I always hate child prodigies because I wasn't one. Um, See, yeah, I guess that's where I go. I'm
0: like, all right, well, you know, all these kids, because you always hear about these stories about, you know, the the six year old who bought an eight million dollar mansion because she's a YouTube celebrity, or like these kids that started a damn fragrance business that's all ecologically friendly it's and you know cool. helping the environment. Like
1: they're so uh they're so cool. I love this.
0: Uh can I share a little story with you? Yeah. This is what's making me happy. Sometimes when I I'm feeling down, I go to a website called Bored Panda, and there's a lot of really fun stuff there, including this story about an animal adoption center who is encouraging people to adopt adult pets with hilarious posters. For example, this picture of a dog that says, I like to sleep through the night, and I bet you do too, because I'm a grown-ass adult. (laughs) Get a dog who gets you. Adopt adult. Where is it from? Uh, It is from... Well, the website is Bored Panda, and the... Place the, is the Animal Protective Association of St. Louis. They lau- awesome. They launched the Grown-Ass Adult PR campaign.
1: That's really cool. Pretty amazing.
0: That. They're like, I won't rip out a, the squeaker on a stuffed animal because I'm a grown-ass adult. Adopt me.
1: <laughs> I love that. Great. All right, you can go follow us at DTS show on Twitter. We'll tweet out the links to these two different stories so you can have your own happy ending for the rest of the day. Aww. With that, that's a show, folks. Yep. Um, we'll see you back here tomorrow. We'll be back at noon Pacific time because it's Friday. Uh, John Duran will be in at 10 Pacific time with Side. Sidebar. Uh, all of the politics stories that he covers are always really cool. So we'll see you then. And uh, and then it'll be time for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, almost here. Yeah. It's almost here. It actually, I'm
0: actually having a really big weekend.
1: <laughs> oh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. Then. All right, okay. sweet. We'll see you, Have you then. Have a good one. Bye. Uh, Mr. Oh. Vice President, there's a saying in my community, you're dipping into the Kool-Aid and you don't even know the flavor. Oh,
2: yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> On the, next. on the next, drop the subject. Allie,
1: there's only one thing I can think of that makes me simultaneously want to be a woman and be with a woman.
0: Oh, is it the monthly visitor? No. Is it the gender pay gap? What? No. Underwire bras that are super
1: uncomfortable? Okay, so you're totally not getting one I that.
0: could keep going. Getting catcalled. Being told you can't do math. Oh. No,
1: Allie. We'll just talk about it on the next show. Uh,
0: hitting your mailbox with your car. Oh, I've got it.
2: It's menopause.
1: Well, at least that one has men in it.
2: Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific. 3 to 5 Eastern on the new Channel Q.